I wanted to give you a heads up. In 2022, I'm going to be starting a new series on my podcast called Peace Talks. And in this series, I am going to be addressing some difficult situations that you, the listeners, send in. So the whole point of this series is to help people see where they can make peace within difficult situations, difficult relationships, differences of opinion, differences between two people, how instead we can change the energy from being tense to being peaceful and being more loving and more receptive. So if you have a difficult situation in your life where you would like to make more peace between you and somebody else, you and a group of people, because you think differently, because you come from different backgrounds, send in your situations and your questions about how to make it more peaceful to the email address macromagicwithmichelle at gmail.com. And in an upcoming episode, I or my guests and I will be addressing your situation and help you to make more peace. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Macro Magic with Michelle. I am your host, Michelle Williams, also known as the Freedom Fairy on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Patreon, my website, thefreedomfairy.com. Everywhere on the internet you can find me. A few things before we get into today's topic. Number one, I might, I may or may not say swear words in this video. If you have a problem with that, you are free to not listen. What I do not appreciate is people messaging me saying I don't appreciate the swear words, then don't listen. I will not miss you. I will not lose any sleep. And uh, you don't have to waste the energy to tell me what I should and should not say. When we live in the USA, freedom of speech, what is that, the First Amendment? Uh, so if you don't like freedom of speech, you probably shouldn't listen to this podcast because I talk about that a lot and my throat chakra is open as fuck or on the internet we say AF. Uh, the other thing is I'm not wearing my contacts. If you're watching the YouTube version of this, I have my glasses right here, but I don't have my contacts in. It's a whole thing. <laughs> Why is that relevant? Well, if technical difficulties happen, it's kind of hard to see my devices, but the whole thing about contacts, I just heard today that contacts uh, do something to, to your cornea. Anyway, um, <laughs> and the other thing I wanted to say is that, actually two more things. I am in a period right now, you haven't heard a, pod, a new podcast from me in a while, since August, and it's now November. <sighs> um, there's many topics I would like to talk about 
form podcast episodes, please do not worry. It's not for a lack of ideas. It's for a lack of time and for a lack of energy. Right now, I'm filming this podcast for the next two months. I've been blessed to be on call for a client to cook for her. Um, But I just have to keep my days open because at any point, she can call me. It's a whole thing. I don't really want to get into it. But it's a blessing to have this um, work. But at the same time, my my daily schedule is like, what's going to happen? Every day's a new adventure. Um, and I say that too because I want you guys to prepare. I'm going to be releasing the 2022 predictions, the nine star key predictions for the year 2022. This is what I do every year. I, first of all, I release a prediction general forecast for the year. Then I release the previous year's individual predictions for each specific sign. And that those predictions have been available on my Patreon for paying patrons. And so that they could get a sense of what their year ahead would look like. So you can access all three of your numbers, your first number, your second number, your third number, all each number's predictions are available from the beginning of the year all the way until this point. Now I release these older predictions at this point in time to the public for free so you can self-reflect and see if the past year has lined up with your numbers. I say this because I'm just going to be blunt. People are idiots, okay? People are freaking idiots. And (laughs) when I release these old episodes, people write, well, you know, the year is going to be 2023. Why are you releasing predictions for 2022? Because they're freaking idiots, okay? And then I proceed to block them, and then I proceed to call them an uh, idiot on the internet. (laughs) I am well aware of what I'm doing. People commenting, acting like I don't know what I'm doing, they are the ones that don't know what's happening. But anyways, if you want a heads up for your year ahead, you need to subscribe to my Patreon. Subscribe to any tier and you'll receive the prediction for your individual sign. Now, if you want a personalized reading, you can go to my page or um, you can go to my website, thefreedomfairy.com, and we can do a phone call, a video um, call, and we can go through your nine star key. You can ask specific questions. Popular topics that people um, want guidance on is especially travel. Um, people would like to know if it's a good idea to travel to a certain place, what time of year. You know, if they're going to be going with somebody, what route should they take? Um, And going along with that, uh, I also give general uh, directionology, which is basically travel advice according to the Nine Star Key. I include that in the yearly forecasts for um, each individual sign. 
and also talk about it a little bit in the general forecast for the collective. Um, so yeah, so stay tuned. The, those um, episodes are going to be coming out. And if you don't know your nine star key sign or your numbers, just type in, I'll leave a link down below, but you can just type in Google nine star key calculator. You type in your birthday and it gives you three numbers and you just have to watch out for your numbers as I release these episodes. It's going to be once a week, but this process takes a very long time because there's nine episodes to release. So it's going to be happening over the course of nine weeks and then plus the general forecast for the year ahead. And if you're on my Patreon, then you're going to be also seeing the individual 2023 um, forecasts. And not only that, um, I also have a year-end self-reflection meetup online where we meet up on Zoom and we just talk about our past year and um, we tell each other our signs, our numbers, so people can see the uh, consistency of the patterns. Like, if there's a lot of metal people in the, um, in the group, they might have a lot of similar experiences when they talk about their year. And when we talk about our year, you can talk about the highs, the lows, everything in between, significant events. And it just helps to, of course, self-reflect for yourself. It helps everyone connect in the group. And it also helps us to all learn more about Nine Star Key Astrology. So I will also link that um, event sign up. It's going to be happening the end of December, I believe. Mm, I don't want to say the wrong date, but I'll just leave it in the description of this episode. And then of course, the very last thing I want to talk about before I get into the topic is I just added three new Patreon tiers to my Patreon learning community. My Patreon learning community is called Freedom School, and it's where I teach macrobiotics specifically to empath women. And this is a whole thing I can get into, probably a separate episode, but I know what it's like to be an empath woman. I know what it's like to be a sensitive woman. That's what I know, and that's what I have learned how to how to survive in this world as if you are anything other than a sensitive woman an empathetic woman I cannot give you the best advice so that is why that is my target audience also just based on a business standpoint if you're just oh yeah I'm open to everybody everybody yeah I'm open to everybody that is not a very good mindset when it comes to business. If you take any business course, no matter what it is, if you take if you take it for um, marketing alone, if you take it for presenting your business on social media, if you take a course, any business course, they're going to ask you to niche your target audience. It cannot be just, yeah, everybody, yeah, everybody, yeah, okay, yeah, everybody. No, because it's going to be a lot harder for you to sell, okay? It's going to be a lot harder to get your message out if you're trying to constantly, oh yeah, let me let me sell to that person. I can't I cannot do that. 
And I do not also, another thing, I do not appreciate people telling me that I need to market to everybody. Hell no, middle fingers up, fuck you. How about you market to everybody and see how well your business does? No, I am a female entrepreneur. It's hard out here for a pimp, okay? I'm trying to do the fucking best I can. And I take, you guys, this is a whole other thing. This is why I'm telling you. That's a whole other episode. You guys think I'm this, oh, okay, eh. I do not need your fucking advice. Do not tell me what I should put on my website. Do not tell me what I should do in any sense regarding my business, okay? I have my own vision. I This is not my first rodeo. Uh, anyway, I have three new tiers on my Patreon. The tier that I have added, uh, one of them is called Face Readers. And this is specifically because I have such an interest, especially on TikTok. If you don't follow me, follow me. I have a lot of interest on TikTok when it comes to face reading. Anytime I post something about face reading, thousands thousands and thousands hundreds of thousands of views so many likes so many comments so many people sharing so many people saving my videos i have a huge interest when it comes to face reading and people constantly ask me where can i learn more about this do you have a course now there's a place for you to learn specifically about face reading that's on my patreon it's 50 dollars monthly plus you get everything else in the previous tiers including recipes, uh, cooking tutorials, and this all ties in with face reading. Oh, I think my mom is texting me. All right, this, what we eat all ties into face reading because that's another thing. A lot in my face reading videos on TikTok, and then of course I recycle them and I post them on Instagram, I also post them on YouTube. I always talk about food and people, of course, they're coming blindly from the internet. You know, they have no concept of macrobiotics. So when I talk about food and energy, they have no concept of really what I'm talking about. So by putting face rating education as part of my Patreon, I already have all the other stuff about the energy of food and how to cook food specifically. Um, and let's see what else. Oh, and then I also have the the Fairy Sister tier where we have live lessons every month. So that also helps educate people on macrobiotics while they're learning about face reading. And when you're a part of the face reading tier, what's going to be specifically special about that tier is I'm going to be creating face reading educational content podcasts videos charts um articles whatever is relevant in in teaching people about face reading not only that we're going to be doing videos where i answer your specific questions about your face that's another thing of course when i share these videos on on face reading everyone is curious about their own face they ask me all these questions i try to direct them towards my website so that they can get a personal face reading. They don't always do that, <laughs> you know, maybe because they're like, who's this random girl on the internet? You know, I don't know, that's a whole other thing. I have to, once again, educate myself on how to make myself more trustworthy, how to 
not only generate interest, but then create that sale. Anyway, see, this is people... This is stuff people have no concept of when, they, when they're giving me advice. It's like, have you ever taken a course on marketing? No. Have you ever taken a course on selling? People just don't, they're uneducated and they just think I'm a fucking idiot because of how my disposition is most of the time. Not in this video because I'm fired up today. Anyway, also, Mars is retrograde in Gemini. I have Gemini Venus on my midheaven. If you don't know what any of this means, then you probably shouldn't be giving me any advice. Midheaven is your reputation, your career, your legacy. Let this be my legacy. Middle fingers up. Anyway, um, and it's also Scorpio season, and I have Scorpio in the third house, including my Pluto and my Black Moon Lilith. Middle fingers up! Okay. Um, and what else we're gonna do on that tier on Patreon for the face readers, we're also going to be doing live face reading together. So not only will we be practicing reading faces on ourselves, on each other, we're also gonna be looking at different faces like celebrity faces and we're going to be talking about what we see using our knowledge practicing our skills it's going to be a lot of fun and the other thing is that by understanding face reading or non-invasive diagnosis because really i'm going to be teaching you more than just face reading of course it's going to extend to the rest of your body it's going to extend to posture writing, voice, behavior, movements. Oh, it's so much fun when you know, when you know face reading. Oh, this is so much fun. I just started getting back into ballet class and it's so fun watching how everyone dances because you can see their condition by the way they move. It's so much fun. But anyway, beyond this, once you have this knowledge, you're able it just adds another layer of self-reliance when it comes to your health and what's going on with you. And not just with you, of course, because the whole point of my Patreon community, and again, why is it spe specifically for empath women, is because you create this knowledge and self-reliance within yourself. And then, of course, who knows? You might have a family one day, you might have children, whether or not you plan on it or not, it may happen. And you can pass on this knowledge to your children. We are literally creating a new world. This is again why I specifically cater to women and especially sensitive women because this world tells us, like I've just been telling you throughout the past 15 minutes of this podcast, People think because we're sensitive, we're usually introverted, quiet, we don't like to start a lot of shit, we don't usually stand up for ourselves, they think we're fucking pushovers and that we don't know shit. So they constantly try to tell us what to do. Oh, you should do this. Well, you need to do that. When it's like, middle fingers up, bitch, you don't know me like that. You were not inside my body, so why the fuck are you telling me anything? Oh, and meanwhile, since because I'm so introverted, and, and observant. You don't think I notice shit about you, girl? Oh, let me break it down. But of course, we're not usually like that because we have a sensitive spirit and we understand that words are hurtful. And if no one asked for your fucking opinion, why would you give it? 
join my Patreon. Um, and then the next new tier is called Connection Affection. Now this tier is all about ongoing support. If you have ever had a meal planning session with me, a macrobiotic consultation with me, I offer ongoing support. And what happens if people have a question, you know, throughout the time, whenever they got that initial session with me, sometimes questions come up. Oh, I noticed this is happening. What should I do about this? You know, different things come up. And sometimes it's a lot what I have to share in regards to that issue or that question is a lot to share. And rather than scheduling a whole other macrobiotic consultation or a whole other meal planning session, which you can totally do, I just thought offering ongoing support for a monthly fee of $130 a month, you are free to message me these questions, these issues, and I can send you back a document, basically a guideline of what can help you. And that includes food recommendations, what to avoid, what to include more of, specific recipes for your issue or your question, home remedies, massage techniques, different, all different things um, in this document. And because it does take time and effort on my end to look at what you're going through, un the understanding of what I already know from where you came from, it takes a lot of time and effort for me to answer people's questions because I don't just give, I'm not like a Western medicine doctor that just will throw a pill at you or most health gurus would just tell you, oh, just take this supplement or, you know, oh, just go to the gym five days a week. I, I there's a lot more to it. Um, so rather than setting up a whole other consultation, which normally costs 250 for an hour, you get year-round support for $130 a month. That is the connection affection tier. And then the last tier that I added is called macrobiotic counseling for your dreams. Now this is for people who really want a more direct and close connection in their journey. And especially if you're overcoming a specific health condition. So in this in this tier, it's going to be one 60-minute either macrobiotic consultation or meal planning session a month. Priced at $200 a month. Once again, usually these services are offered a la carte. That means individually $250 for an hour. So you're getting a deal. Um, and of course, you're also getting everything else in the previous tiers. Once again, recipes, cooking tutorials, live uh, monthly lessons. Now the face reading tier, everything in the face reading tier. You also get what's included in the Moving Macro Mamas, which is all my uh, Doween classes, all the recordings. You also get, um, like I said, everything I just mentioned in the connection affection tier ongoing support and then plus a discount <clears throat> a discounted rate of 
the macrobiotic counseling and the meal planning. And it's not only for overcoming a specific health condition, but it's also if you want to understand, if you want to use macrobiotics for what it's actually really supposed to be used for is for accomplishing your life's goals and your life's dreams. And of course, oftentimes that includes becoming the healthiest version of yourself. But what a lot of people don't understand is that the way, and this is what got me, what, this is what got me into macrobiotics um, initially. When I read that food carries a vibration and that whatever you want to be in this world, whatever you want to do, there's a vibration that matches it and you can eat to match that vibration. So when I was an overweight ballet dancer trying to be the best ballerina that I could be while not trying to slip back into my eating disorder, I was in a, caught between a rock and a hard place because everywhere you look, the only information you see is based on science, the scientific nutritional information, which really doesn't tell you a lot. If, I, if I'm a ballet dancer versus I'm a businesswoman, you know, I'm, I'm a CEO on Wall Street, they're gonna tell you basically to eat the same. When the energy that it takes to be both of those things is a little bit different, okay? So when you, when you sign up to the Macrobiotic Counseling for Your Dreams tier, I can customize your guidance to fit exactly what you want to be in this world. If you wanna be a ballet dancer, I got it, girl. And this is the other thing. It's not just ballet dancers eat this. It's This is the best energy for ballet dancers, but also where are you coming from and putting it together. It's not, it's not um, a meal plan that I use on everybody. It's a customized meal plan for you, where you are now, where you come from, and where you wanna be. It's gonna be different for everybody. And for... This tier, the macrobiotic counseling for your dreams tier and also for the connection affection tier, because it's more intimate kind of working um, and ongoing because Patreon is a subscription that goes monthly. I'm only, I'm capping the patrons at each tier at only five patrons. So only five people can sign up to the Connection Affection tier and only five people can sign up to the Macrobiotic Counseling for Your Dreams tier. And that's because if I left it open-ended, what if 100 people wanted to sign up? I do not have the time or energy to put that much detailed focus and attention to 100 clients. It's not going to work. Maximum I can do is 10 a month. So I have five for the ongoing support, the connection affection tier, and I have five for the monthly macrobiotic counseling for your dreams tier. So I will leave the link to my Patreon down below. I hope you'll check it out. And now let's get into today's topic. All right, so today's topic is body image in ballet. 
The title of this podcast may be called something a little bit different because there's many parts about about this topic. But how uh, this is something I feel like I consistently talk about and I have consistently talked about since the beginning of my YouTube channel. Um, If you guys are watching the video version, I'm sipping on my uh, latte. No caffeine, no dairy, no sugar, and it has some adaptogens in there. The recipe will be available on my Patreon. But anyway, so how I got triggered into, into making this podcast today is because I saw a video that Ashley Bowder, principal at New York City Ballet, she's a fabulous, phenomenal dancer. Ugh. She posted a video on her Instagram today talking about body image and ballet. And of course I could relate so much to what she was saying, but there was just so, just so much commentary that came up for me and I really feel like there's no limit to how much we can talk about this issue because people have been talking about it for so long and still in the ballet industry and also outside of the ballet industry, looking at the ballet industry, it seems like nothing has fucking changed. And it's why? 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 Okay, why? Let's start with why hasn't it changed? Okay? Oh, I'd love to tell you why, girl. I'd love to tell you why. First of all, the people who have really grown up in a time where body image consciousness has been shifted is the millennials. That is the only time where this conversation about body image has had begun in the time of maybe when we were teenagers and has only continued to get better. I will admit it has gotten better in many aspects of the world. In many industries it has gone, gotten better. In ballet, not so much. And why is that? Is because millennials are around my age, maybe early 30s, to maybe early 40s. And we have not been in the position of power. We have not been running the game. We're just coming up into our power. We're just coming up into running the game, into changing laws. Shout out to Paris Hilton. <laughs> Shout out to Paris Hilton. Um, so, so, why does that, why is that a reason as to why nothing has changed in the ballet world when it comes to body image? Because who were our teachers? Our teachers were, grew up, maybe were born, um, maybe they're baby boomers, maybe they were um, Generation X, or what was the generation before Generation X? Was it baby boomers? Generation Y? Anyway, there are older people that grew up in that same dynamic of you have to be skinny. Well, image is everything. You have to be skinny. 
uh, it doesn't really matter about your health. You have to be skinny. Well, that's the way it is. They grew up in that time and those were our teachers. Those are the people that have been in power this whole entire time. So I can tell you because my most recent and most prevalent ballet experience was with someone that was born in the early mid 70s. So this person was my boss, was my teacher, was my mentor. She owned multiple ballet studios. She taught probably thousands of children at this point. And she's a very smart businesswoman, but she is not perfect. And what I have observed is that to the outside, to the outside world, she acts like image isn't a big deal. Why? Because she wants to be able to have more students sign up and have her business grow and thrive. She is not going to say no to a dollar. You feel me? If, if someone that is not the ideal body type wants to take ballet, she'll say yes. Why? Because that's another student that's more money in her pocket. But I have gotten to know that person and she is full of disordered thoughts. And I can say that as someone who has recovered from a real eating disorder. Now, I don't know if she ever had a real eating disorder. I don't know. But the language she used towards herself and honestly towards other children i mean not to their face of course behind their back to the other teachers i thought to myself what the fuck is this lady doing teaching children that's what i thought but it's like nobody's perfect you know not everyone not everyone has healed from their trauma and i had even tried to once again talking about what I said earlier in this episode about how people think because you're in a, you're, you give off a certain energy, you're in a certain disposition most of the time, people um, think you don't matter. What you say doesn't matter. You're irrelevant. Sensitive women tend to belong to this category. So, I mean, I had dealt with her comments about her body image, about what she thought about herself, what she thought about other children. I had dealt with those comments for so long and I never said anything because it's like, what, what good is me saying anything to this person that's so entrenched in these types of thoughts? What good is it gonna, gonna do? And especially I'm a younger person, I'm her freaking student, I'm her freaking employee, you know? And that's not even getting into the fact that she, she literally thought I was a fucking idiot. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, one time I told her, okay, we were, um, we were getting ready to do a performance and she, she was going to be in the performance. Um, and she was just saying all this horrible stuff about herself. And I just told her, I said, yeah, but you know, no one sees the number on the scale except for you. And she snapped at me. Like I was like, how dare I? Like I'm such a stupid person. You know, it's like, dude, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you not have this burden in your life, in your consciousness, so you can love yourself, so you can be free, so you can enjoy life. Look at what we're, where we're performing. We're performing at Disneyland. 
And she could not enjoy it because she was so caught up in her weight. Which is a common struggle these days. It was a it was a daily struggle for me. I I could have it's a whole thing. And it's like that's our those are the people that we're teaching us. That's who we grew up as our teachers. That's how we grew up as our bosses. And to this day, those are still mo the majority of people in power when it comes to dance. So is it a, really a surprise that this shift in body image hasn't happened in ballet? Of course, because that's who's in charge. No matter the dancers are wanting it to change, the dancers are crying out for help, and we have been. But as long as those older generation that doesn't want to change their own trauma, that's what it is. The older generations that don't want to address their trauma, who don't want to see that that is unhealthy, that that's a real issue. And it doesn't mean just because you never got diagnosed with an eating disorder, that doesn't mean you're fine. No, no, absolutely not. It's a whole mindset shift. And the thing is, there's just so many aspects to this. I talked about, I made a video on my YouTube channel a couple of years ago. I'll link it down below. Because part, the other part of it, which this generation and even maybe even younger people use is like, well, you need to be in shape to do ballet, which is 1000% true. No one is arguing with the fact that you have to be properly nourished you have to be in good physical health to be able to dance your personal best but what we're saying is the unhealthy unrealistic body type ballerinas don't look like that ballerinas only look like this fuck you big fuck you middle fingers up fuck you no hell no because what all of this time has proven, which before more people started talking about body image and their struggles in ballet, there is a book called Dancing on My Grave. What a fucking appropriate title. Dancing on My Grave by Gelsey Kirkland. If you guys don't know who Gelsey Kirkland is, she was one of the most famous ballerinas of all time. And her heyday was more like 70s, 80s, you need to read that book. You need to read that book because she was talking about that back then before eating disorders even had a diagnosis. There was still not even a diagnosis for eating disorders when she was sh sh sharing while she was struggling. And as she was writing the book, that's around the time that these diagnoses started to be here and people were able to attach a name to these psychological issues, but <clears throat> I forgot where I was going. <laughs> I'm just so fired up about this, man. It's, it's, the thing is we want to be healthy and we want to be happy. And when we are healthy and we're happy, that's when our best dancing comes. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. Like I mentioned earlier, I just started taking ballet class again. And it really, really hit me the other day when I was in class. You know, I may not be in the best 
dancing shape of my life. I mean, the past three or four years, I ended my career as a ballet teacher. I stopped taking class. I couldn't afford it. I also felt psychologically weird about it. Um, and then the pandemic happened and you couldn't really take class. And then of course my injury flared up again. And it's just, just this whole thing. So it's like, in one way, you, me coming back to ballet is like, you know, it's not the best, I'm not in the best place, you know, technique wise, physically, but I'm in the best place mentally because I have the first, the first 14 years that I was dancing, I hated myself. I hated my body. I thought I was every little thing I knew that was wrong with me, with my performances, with the way I did things. I just scrutinized myself so freaking much. There's no way if someone told me you're a good dancer, I would not believe them. They'd say, oh, you're so beautiful when you dance. Yeah, the fuck right. I'm the worst one. I'm a whale, whatever, whatever. So on and so forth. And I would treat myself not only mentally like a sack of shit, but I would treat myself physically like I was a sack of shit. I would starve myself, deplete myself by over-exercising, put horrible chemicals into my body, thinking it, it was healthy. Follow insane diets that are not based in balance or nature or health. They're based in fucking diet culture and a society obsessed with image. And it comes from a million, a multi-billion dollar industry. And it took so long, so much therapy, so much therapy, so many nutritionists, so much education about what is actually healthy, what is actually healing, what is actually best for me. And so much personal work to reprogram my mind to not hate myself. How crazy is that? We are born, we are born from love, friends. Not just the physical act of love when a man and a woman get together, but we come from this earth. This earth, nature is the vibration of love. The spirit world, our spirit wanted to be here so badly. It took such a chain reaction of perfect timing, immaculate, immaculate events i'm not sure if i'm using that word right but it took so much for us to be here today so that we could hate ourselves no uh-uh hell no no that is not why all those things happen that is not why we came from love that is not why our ancestors some of us especially those of us with families that will just Families that went through such a hard time for you to be here today. And you really are going to hate yourself? Absolutely not. That is sickness. That is sickness. What this world perpetuates, you need to be this way. You're not worthy. You're not worthy of enjoyment. You're not worthy of freedom. You're not worthy of expressing yourself. You're not worthy of living your dreams.
not even not even living but not even speaking your dreams you're not worthy because you are not this specific ideal of an image some people maybe that's their natural that's their natural genetics that they were born with and that's the way their body is and good for them but is that why are we held to a standard it's like it's like the standard of beauty being a white person why is that the standard when there's only a certain amount of people that were born that way so the rest of us are just trash no <laughs> no But that also ties into who who really runs the ballet industry. It's mostly white people. That's a whole other thing. That's a whole other thing. And I already talked about this in um, the podcast episode called Point Shoes, Modern Day Foot Binding. But yeah, ballet is comes from a classist place. There's just so much. And it's like what Ashley was saying in her, what Ashley was saying in her video is that, you know, we, a lot of ballet companies have done a lot to integrate more, to be more accepting of different ethnicities, different skin tones in the ballet world, being more open, but there's still so much to be done. So much to be done. So much to be done. So, um, oh, I feel like I have so much more to say. Let me just. Actually, I also talked about ageism, which that ugh, really hit home too. So it's kind of like, again, what I said before in that YouTube video that I mentioned earlier. Did I say it in that video? I've said this at some point on social media, but it's like the ballet world, maybe I said it in that podcast, the Point Shoot podcast, ballet world is removed from regular society. I need a tissue. I just thought of another point. Don't let me forget it. <laughs> um, the ballet world is removed from regular society. The normal rules of any other business, of any other industry, do not apply in the ballet world. Because it's so removed. Who, if you're not a ballet dancer, if you don't care about ballet, why would you 
want to know what's happening in there. So a lot of, and again, is mostly women in there. It's mostly a, it's a woman dominated industry, but it's people in power are mostly, are mostly men, honestly. The few men that do get into ballet, they become the people in power. Um, and that's a whole other thing because it's like, how do, in this female dominated industry, why are we under the authority of a man that has, of men who have no idea what it's like to be a woman? It's the same, on a microscopic level, it's the same thing of what's happening in the world today in general. Why are the men calling the shots for women when they don't even know? I love this Instagram profile. It's called, what is it called? I'll leave it down below. Row V Bros. They, they walk up to random people, random men, and they ask them things about the female anatomy. And it's scary how little they know. And they're the ones telling us what to do they're the ones in charge supposedly because you guys actually know how to feel about that supposedly the ones in charge of what we do with our bodies scary and that's the same thing was happening in the ballet world where was i going with that oh it's just so far removed so it's like things i see things i would see on a daily basis when I was a ballet teacher would never be okay any other place but yet somehow because no one cares about the ballet world no one's no one's no one wants to speak up because yeah was I gonna speak up was I gonna speak up and say hey this is wrong hey this meanwhile I'm living below poverty on my own, this is my source of income. Was I gonna say something? Well, you know, before I quit, I didn't know what else would I do. This is my, this is in my mind, the closest thing I could get to my dream. You know, working in dance. So it's a very hard, it's a very hard place to be. It's like, it's like I said before, caught between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, I'm really going to tell my boss <laughs> who I barely, I barely tried to tell her that, you know, the number on the scale shouldn't dictate the way she feels about herself and she bit my head off. So I'm really going to tell her, um, any other thing, any other issue that I have? Now looking back on it, I'm sure she wouldn't have fired me because honestly, if you ever ran a ballet studio, you'll see how hard it is to find a good, even any industry, to find a good employee who's loyal, who shows up, who works hard, who doesn't cause drama. That was me. So I, I was really going to fuck it up. Ugh. That's why I left, because I just saw so many things 
that I was like, I'm not okay being here, being a part of this. This is a fucked up on so many levels. I can't even. And it's like, I was exactly what I said. I tried to tell my boss, my teacher, my mentor. I tried to help her out so that she could love herself, have more empathy for herself. Because it's like, I saw that with my students. I saw them, I heard them talk about themselves the same way my boss would talk about herself. But I couldn't do anything. I couldn't say anything. And there is a real issue, like I said, there is a real issue when it comes to actually the children being healthy. But that is not the children's fault. It's the parents' fault. The children are not the ones cooking their meals. The children are not the ones grocery shopping. The children are not the ones with money to buy groceries. The children are just children. They are dependent on their parents. It's the parents' fault. So then, as the children grow up, eating poor quality food, not having an understanding of a healthy balance when it comes to food, not understanding a healthy body image, in this hyper body aware athletic sport, uh, what do they call it? Aesthetic art. That's not even talking about social media. That's not even talking about, you know, again, the outside, the mainstream world is changing. Thank God for that. But it's like, These children need guidance. They need support and they need healthy, balanced guidance, healthy, natural support. And that's again, why I cater my Patreon specifically for women, because the women more likely are going to be the main caregivers to the children. They're going to be buying the food, cooking the food. If you have a little girl, she's more likely going to feel more comfortable with you as a mother for support when she has issues with her appearance. Ch little girls look up to their mothers, older women, for how to learn how to put on makeup, how to do their hair, how to dress themselves. And if their ballet teachers are hating their bodies and treating themselves like pieces of shit, like they are not worthy of performing at Disneyland because of what the scale says, how is this, how is this industry going to change? It's like by addressing, by addressing your personal issues when it comes to food, when it comes to body image. But then also at the same time, educating yourself on what does it actually mean to be healthy? On a practical sense, what kind of food supports the most healthy me, the most happy me? Not what diet says 
to do this so that you'll look thin. Not what whatever celebrity is eating. True health, true balance for yourself and how to teach your children that. And how to have that inner confidence. No, what I'm doing is, is perfectly fine. I know that I'm nourishing myself with the best foods. So that is not an issue. And when that is not an issue, you can determine when you're in an industry like ballet, when someone is trying to force you, trying to tell you you're too fat, you're not good enough, you need to look a certain way. You are properly nourished and educated. You have created that trust within yourself from your caregivers, from the important female figures in your life. You have grown up with that sense of self. You have a strong inner guidance when it comes to that. And you can think to yourself, I think my teacher's fucked up. Uh, the children are not going to be so easily swayed. Uh, I want to cry so bad. I'm holding it in, but... It's disgusting. It's sickening. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, just, just going back to what I said about my Patreon, it's like, I, I came from working with children. I came from working with those kids and I loved them so much. But like I said, I saw so many issues that I couldn't speak up about because of who was in, actually in charge, because of the lack of support on these certain issues. And also, it's like, I had no idea how to even do any of this stuff. How do we even talk to a parent about the way that they're feeding their children in my position as a ballet dancer you know what that sounds like that sounds like i'm body shaming their child that's what that sounds like so it's like i felt like there's a no-win situation until when i when i quit and i was starting to present myself as a holistic healer with energy healing with macrobiotics i worked with um a business coach and she told me exactly what I said exactly what I've been saying who do you want to speak to who is your market who is your niche demographic and I thought about it and I was like well it has to be women because that's who I wish I can talk to that's who I wish to educate so that we can raise children that are not dealing with this stuff we can raise happy and healthy children that have no issues with their self-image. Not, not only because they love themselves, they have a healthy sense of self, they know their value is not based on their appearance, 
but also because physically they're well nourished and they're healthy. And no matter what they choose to do in this life, they have a really good shot at succeeding because their body and their mind is in a healthy and balanced place. And that is what we're saying. That is what we want in the ballet world. That is what we want this toxic aesthetic to be. We want it to be healthy and happy dancers so that we can perform to the best of our ability. That's all we want. And that's what I want too. That's what I want too for all the women in my Patreon and for all their descendants, for, for the family that they're going to create, that they may or may not create. And from there, you're setting your family up to continue this. So many, so many doctors, I think both holistic and regular are realizing that a lot of disease can be avoided because if you eat this if you eat and live your life the same way that your parents did you're going to have the same diseases so if you pass that lifestyle and diet onto your children it's just going to create more so you have to be the trailblazer sensitive empath women you have to be the trailblazer that is who I want in my Patreon. That is who I'm targeting to. That is my demographic. You have to be the trailblazer. This is the change we want to see. And it's like, in this separated community of ballet, how's it really going to change? If we have the same old and sick people in power, how's it going to change? And we're crying out for things to change. Meanwhile, we have the power. And it's like, I hate, I hate to, to, because it does sound kind of ageist. Well, it's just these older people that grew up with this toxic mentality and they never addressed their trauma. They never addressed their toxic mentality. But it's like, if we want things to change, we gotta change. We gotta change it. We have to put different people in power and or we have to help the older generations that are in power realize that the issue starts with them. As long as they hold on to that mentality, nothing is going to change when it comes to body image in the ballet world. Nothing's going to change. Look at Catherine Morgan. Just like I once again, that that um, video I made was in part response to Catherine Morgan. She had made a video, video about why she left Miami City Ballet. And it's so funny because I just heard a a podcast episode that she did with Cloud and Victory. The Good, I think it's called the Good Ballet Juju podcast or the Good Juju Ballet podcast, something like that. 
And it was like when she first signed up as a dancer with the Miami City Ballet, and she was like, yeah, it seems like everybody is like pretty body positive. Fast forward to, I don't know, a year or something after she left or um, after she signed with that company and they were telling her just to do cocaine. And this was recent, within the past five years, they told her to do that. That is some 1970s Gelsey Kirkland bullshit. That's happening. Those are the fucking people in power. It's happening today. This is a toxic mentality. Uh, the last thing I'm going to do because my um, camera is going to die. The last thing I'm going to say, which again needs to be its own separate video. I mentioned the toxic body image in ballet. It still exists and therefore it also affects the way that outsiders look at ballet. Case in point, when I... The whole thing about Audrey Hepburn and what she did, why she's so thin. One of the main comments I got, she was a ballet dancer. She was a ballet dancer. She was a ballet dancer. You know what that makes you look like when you say that? One eye is up here, one eye is down here, your tongue is hanging out. It makes you look... <laughs> it did, And this is no, no offense to people who are really brain dead, but it makes you look brain dead. Because absolutely, that is, you're perpetuating the toxic body image. Oh, just because you're skinny, all of a sudden you're magically, just because you do ballet magically, all of a sudden you're, you're just skinny. Fuck you. Fuck you. How about you, you go to ballet class, okay? And then, are you magically skinny? No, you're not. Because that's not how it works. And once again, it's the inside ballet community creating this toxic image. And so therefore, the outside world thinks, oh yeah, ballet dancers are skinny. Fuck you. Fuck you. Catherine Morgan and Ashley Bowder, they're both professional, top-tier dancers. Professionals, top of the top of the class, top of the industry. And they were being told that they were too fat. So do not come on to a video when I'm, uh, when I'm bringing this issue up, talking about Audrey Hepburn was not healthy. And for people to use the excuse, oh, she was a ballet dancer. Fuck you. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. And stop, educate yourself, stop perpetuating, perpetuating a unhealthy body type. And let me tell you something. Ugh, it's just a whole thing. I think my mom is here. I have to go meet her. But um, you can go to my Patreon. Once again, join the face reader tier or any tier below that. I did a full length Audrey Hepburn face reading and I talked about why <laughs> Sorry friends. Um 
So what I was saying was that by the people in the ballet industry keeping up this unrealistic body type and saying ballerinas look like this, this is the only acceptable image to have in ballet, that is teaching the outside world as well. This is what ballerinas are. And that is part of the whole toxic thing about looking at Audrey Hepburn and saying, oh, if we live our life the way she did, we will look like her. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. From simply saying, well, she was a ballet dancer, all ballet dancers are skinny, to trying to follow what she ate, absolutely not. And what I started to say was, or I had already said was that, yeah, some people are born that way. That doesn't mean they're healthy, and that doesn't mean the rest of the population should should be graded against that standard because she was born that way. It really had nothing else. There was literally no other factors. You can, once again, go to my Patreon, sign up to the face readers tier or lower and you will see the full reading and i think i'm gonna make a part two there's just so much more to say about that but um yeah the reason why she was so thin it was not because she was a ballet dancer fuck you it was not because she was a ballet dancer absolutely not and it was not because she did a cleanse where she just ate dairy and it was not because she was starved during the war fuck you there's many people who have eating disorders that starve themselves and once they start to eat normally their their weight shifts if they're not naturally a thin person their weight is going to shift audrey hepburn's weight didn't shift so much because she's a naturally thin person bottom line and if you want to know why she was unhealthy once again go to my patreon link is below and we can dissect just because you're thin and beautiful does not mean you're healthy i i think uh, a fuck you another fuck you is uh, applicable to this point anyway um <laughs> yeah that's all that's all i gotta say um I mean, that's all I got to say today, but there's so much more to say on this topic. So something that Ashley said in her video, she's like, she said, well, how can people help? How can people help this problem? And her advice was be a person to listen, be a shoulder to cry on, be a support. And I would agree with that but I would also take it a step further. And like I said, examine your own body image, examine your own guilt or shame around food, examine your own diet culture patterns, examine your own thoughts when it comes to other people's image, 
examining your own thoughts when it comes to other people's diet and examining your own thoughts when it comes to people in ballet and if you really want to if you really want to get into it get in the trenches do the field work take a fucking ballet class you don't even i would say take a fucking ballet class i, w I was gonna say you don't even have to take it you could just observe go to your local ballet studio and observe just notice what you notice but I mean to really know what it's like I feel like you have to take the class because you know a lot of people this is another thing a lot of people think oh it looks so easy it's so easy it takes blood sweat and tears a lifetime of lashings physical and mental psychological a whole bunch of <laughs> you know, trying to survive in that world. This is, I forget who said this, but it was like, I think it was, I think I heard it on the Good Juju Ballet Podcast. I think I heard it. Maybe Joy Womack said it. But it was like, ballet dancers have to be as tough, be as physically strong, have to train just as much as a professional football player but you also have to look like a model which is very unrealistic <laughs> and that is where that is where this part of this conversation as well it's like anyway um thanks for listening i hope you guys will check out my patreon check out the other videos and podcasts that i mentioned i will link everything in the description of this episode and my thoughts my thoughts and my love goes out to everyone who is a part of the dance world who has been a part of the dance world who's been negatively affected by the discourse about how ballerinas should be and my final parting words are middle fingers up. Fuck you. Peace. This podcast is made possible in part by the patrons over on patreon.com slash the underscore freedom underscore very where you can also sign up and become a supporter video versions of macro magic with michelle podcast are available for you to view on youtube on my youtube channel the freedom fairy you can follow me on tiktok and instagram at the underscore freedom underscore fairy you can also join my facebook group sacred space for sensitive women. Think differently and live peacefully.